When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TrueCar.com. It's amazing. Why? Why, Kristen? Oh, why? Oh, because someone like me, if I go to a dealership, these guys are going to walk all over me. They're going to see me coming from a mile away. TrueCar.com changes that because you can actually check the price of the car before you get a quote from a sales guy. So you can go in with power. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so you don't get ripped off. I I get afraid of that too. Whenever I go to any like mechanic or a car dealership, it's like I have to bring my husband with me. But I don't. I want to be able to go by myself as a strong, independent woman. So you're saying TrueCar.com could help me do that? Yes, that's awesome. First, you just go to TrueCar.com to find out what others paid for the car that you want. Then you register to see upfront pricing information, and then you lock in your savings. And then third is simple: you just print out your savings certificate and you take it to a True (gasps) Car certified dealer. For a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Almost oh, like when you cool. walk in with that certificate, it's like you walk in with like a shield of protection. Right, you're saying this is what it's worth and I know it. Yeah. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. And we're not lying. Podcast1.com presents the Ask Women Podcast. Uh-huh. A place to dissect the female mind. You don't know how I feel. And explain it to men in terms they can actually understand. Booze. Now, here's the lovely ladies of Ask Women. Hey guys, welcome to the Ask Women Podcast, <laughs> where you get real advice straight from the source. I'm Kristen Carney, comedian, whatever. Um, here, of course, with Marnie Kinris, best-selling yes. author. I feel like we should stop doing these introductions. It's Why? It's 71 episodes. I know, but people are just listening to it for the first time. That's Maybe. true. That's true. Yeah. But I still, regardless, I think we should stop doing them. Fine. Should okay. we just not say anything the entire show? Yes. Then? That sounds Answer good. Answer no me. questions <laughs> and t- give no advice. The show is done. Thank you for coming and listening. Um, so today we have uh, some chicks from. 20s versus 30s, which is a really funny YouTube page, and they basically compare and contrast what's p- more pathetic, essentially. Right. Your 20s, your 30s, and they, I honestly think from watching their videos, they make both look pretty horrible. Yeah. I can't wait to be in my 40s, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm, I wonder what that brings, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then we have um, a man on the show as well, who has a very <laughs> large beard, who will be joining us in just two minutes, Joe Prano, who's a really funny comedian, who's yeah. friends with Andy, who's been here before, yeah. and Lachlan. Yeah. So hopefully he can live up to their standards. They're, Although, they're pretty know, low standards. Yeah, Lachlan wasn't so great. <laughs> Neither was Andy. I'm just kidding. No, they were both fantastic. They were very good voices of men and uh, represented two different types of men, which is always fantastic. One, for us to have on one the show. gay, one straight. Right. Exactly. You can choose who. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So, what are we talking about today? About how freaking hot it is. It is really, it is really ridiculously hot. hot. I actually uh, brought my my son into the studio today because my hot my hot my house is so 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 freaking hot, and he's a naked baby. He's been a naked baby for the past week he, he there's no need he for him did to come wear out clothes. clothed though which is really strange yeah. <laughs> but like we were at the doctor yesterday and the doctor was done uh checking him out and she's like oh you can put his clothes back on and we were like we didn't bring any clothes there's, <laughs> there's nothing to, for him That's to put really back on funny. Yeah. and she's like well do you have clothes yeah. are you like is everything okay no we're minimalist are you there's, homeless yes exactly homeless baby oh, so yeah. you watched a youtube video that was something like a homeless guy getting laid i did it's actually i we have a clip of it but before we get to the clip i wanted to go into our wing girl minute women do not test men for sport what they are actually doing is evaluating whether or not you are someone who's worth their time based on the ways you respond this is a method of protection for women so they can weed out the creepers and only hang on to the quality men so if a woman banters with you takes jabs at you gives you a hard time or asks you a ton of questions questions including what do you do for a living don't get mad get glad because it's clear garbage bags exactly (laughs) that's our sponsor for this week because it's a clear (laughs) indicator that she's interested and wants to assess your value and that is my wing girl minute. Wait, so you're saying he wants to assess her value? No, she wants to. Oh. So she's so a lot of guys get confused um, when a woman either asks questions or when she wants to banter or take jabs at him, and and they they all they on. I cannot speak today. This is freaking heat. They keep asking me, is she testing me? Is she testing me? Why is she testing me? Why is she being so malicious? But the truth is, is that it's actually a form of 
flirting. So you should take it as a compliment and as a sign that she's actually interested. But you know what? Women and Joe can. Joe just joined us. Yay, Joe. Yay, <laughs> beer man. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Um, women, do you get annoyed when. Well, because I get annoyed if a guy asks me too many questions. Yeah. But if a woman does it to a man, that's just testing. You know, is that. Well, it's not. Okay, is it so, like a double standard? Well, okay. Well, actually, I, I like to hear what your response is. Do you get annoyed if a woman asks you too many questions? No, I don't. Uh, I think you typically, I mean, I think it's different for every guy, but typically uh, when I'm flirting with a girl or picking up a girl or bantering with a girl, I feel like I'm usually in control. Uh, So if she's asking me uh, a lot of questions, it's because I'm allowing her to ask me a lot of questions. I didn't realize you were so cocky. Yeah, I know. No, I am. I am very (laughs) cocky, Uh, especially when it comes to picking up girls. I feel like I'm very good at that. I have a girlfriend. And I feel like I might need to stop having a girlfriend because I need to be what I'm good at. And that's picking up girls. (laughs) And she's holding me back. Yeah, she's holding me back. I mean, if she would just let me pick up girls, uh, this relationship would be great. Maybe that's something you guys can help me with. Seriously. Make, make my both open work. relationship happen, but uh, but yeah, I think I think some guys can feel like they're against the ropes if uh, if a girl's asking them a lot of questions. But if you know if you're confident and you're like you're, this is their opportunity to answer things about yourself right. and really you know put yourself out there. So if a girl's asking me a lot of questions, I'm it's usually a good thing I think for me. Yeah, yeah. well, it's good to have perspective is so so everything because you were just saying like i feel like i'm giving her the opportunity to talk to yeah. me and guys like dig a hole when they come across so desperate and sad like they're being allowed to talking you know she's allowing yes. them to talk to her so, so if you lucky. just flip it like a switch i know it's not that easy you know not everyone can have a giant huge man beard right. like joe prano right. does right now <laughs> and have that kind of confidence but like marnie does good things at like teaching people how to kind yeah. of get that confidence to have that perspective well can i ask you where 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 does that perspective come from? Because we uh, we don't see why. There's no justification. <laughs> right. No, absolutely. Um, where? But the, now I'm intrigued. Now I want the you. perspective <laughs> of uh, of of the fact that they're lucky that that it's that they're lucky that you are that interested in. I them. think that um, especially here in L.A. I, I I came from New York City, so coming to L.A. like I I think I expected a different kind of uh, scene as far as like dating and picking up people went and. Here, it seems like you really have to approach girls. Girls are not going to approach you. And I think uh, back in New York, girls would be a little bit more up in your face and be yeah. like, oh, I think you're hot or whatever. So here, um, I have to go in and make the first move. And I think that there are so few guys that have the confidence to do that, Absolutely. that just walking up and saying something and not like a cheesy pickup line or whatever. Typically, my pickup line is uh, complimenting how a girl looks like right out of the gate, like, very blunt. Like, I think you're really attractive. I'd like to get to know you or something like that. And then, um, if they're still talking to me after just that line, I know I've already kind of got my hooks in in them. Yeah. And so now it's like, now they're on my turf and now we can. And so I have this confidence of like, you're, yeah, exactly. Now you can play. Yeah. You're still here. I, I, I told you you're attractive. You're still here. Apparently there's (laughs) some sort of thing. So, now I've, ki- I've kind no, of I like, taken- I like the way that you think about yeah. things. A lot of guys are like, okay, I say my opening line. She's still standing there looking at me with glazed eyes yeah. and then they panic because they don't know what to say next. So for you, what do you go into after you say – after you're very direct? Because you said that so confidently the way that you put it out there. Yeah. I, I can feel that you have confidence. Yeah. So I, what, where I, do you go with it after? I have a couple of – I have a couple of moves that I keep in the bag. But a lot of times I'll be like – if a girl is really attractive, I'll go – Where's your boyfriend? Not even do you have a boyfriend, but where's your boyfriend? Yeah. And if they say, "Oh, I don't have one," I'm like, "Oh, what's wrong with you?" Immediately put them on the defensive, like, "Well, you're really, you're really attractive, so why don't you? Like, are you crazy? Is this?" And then they right. start defending themselves, and, and just that starts you know, a fun game. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, I, I always think of it as like boxing. I try to get them in the corner, and, like Ray and, Rice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, not elevator boxing. <laughs> yeah. um, more like get them against the ropes, get them kind of defending themselves, yeah. and get be on the offensive, and uh, and make them answer a lot of my questions. Do you find that most girls can keep up with you? Because I actually do want to brag about a line I had the other day. Yeah. Because I love when a guy who doesn't know that I have anything to do with like the spoken word, uh, right. not a with quick way, <laughs> with quick way. No, I don't know. Okay. Slam poetry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God, I hate myself. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't know that approaching me. And so the other day I was. Um, tying my dog up to a post and I was going to kill him. Just kidding. I was, t- <laughs> I was tying him up to go into a coffee place. And, um, I, I always do a lot of knots in the, in the 
leash around the whatever thing because I get scared that someone may want to steal him. And obviously, oh, I know cute. they could just do undo the buckle right. on his leash. You know right. how collars work, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. it took me actually like two weeks to realize that. I was like, wait a second. I tie his feet to the pole. And I tie <laughs> <laughs> and the, he's like I a little hostage dog. I'm picturing this sad dog lying on the ground. And then I just throw with food his at him. feet tied together. <laughs> no, but <laughs> I tie it just to make it more difficult for if someone right. wanted to come by, you just snatch him. I right. don't know. And so, anyway, a guy came by and it was cute because he was calling out the fact that I was like tying like a, like a sailor, like tons of knots. Yeah. And he's like, you know, does he ever know how to get himself out of there or something like that? And I just turned around and I was like, and I was kind of in a bad mood. And I was like, yeah, he's the Harry Houdini of dogs. <laughs> and like, I don't, not that that was like hilariously amazing, but it was like pretty quick. Yeah. Where I wasn't just like, ah, you know, right. I yeah. actually, and he kind of <laughs> went like, oh shit. Like, I don't think I approached the right girl. Not that I was mean, but I just had something to say really quickly back and he had nothing to say. And it was like, I won the boxing match. Right. And so he was like, uh uh-huh, And then just like walked away. Yeah. Or he just got a closer look at my face. <laughs> Either one. <laughs> no, but, but I do find a lot of girls can't do that. Yeah. Well, it depends who they're up against, to be honest, because you don't need somebody who is is as quick witted as right. you. You just want somebody who will fight back a little bit. At least yeah. try. So I, it goes I, and, more and, than one and round. And it's not uh, like uh, necessarily a bad, I'm not trying to like beat them into submission, but I always think of it as like a tennis game too. Like I want somebody who can hit it back over the net. Like yeah. I don't want to just be like it's boring if they're like, oh yeah, I don't have a boyfriend. Great. It's like right. put them on the flat. defensive a little bit, and then they come back at you. And you but know, but yeah. you do think most girls can kind of play like that? They're they're with it enough. I, in I the don't brain? know about most girls, but I think it, it it's pretty. It happens pretty quick where you you go, oh she can't she can't right. it, like. Right. This has been yeah. fun. And then like, you've learned already yeah. really quickly. Like, yeah. it's a good assessment. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, because I always describe it as volleyball because it's like, you know, you're always r- returning the ball to the other person saying, okay, here's what I got. What yeah. do you got? What are you going to give back to me? Are you going to drop the ball? Are you going to, you know, be uh, give, give a horrible, I don't know, what is it called in volleyball? Serve, I use a different uh, bunt. I don't, I don't know. Bunt. Bunt. So, like, getting it back over and having yeah. the like, weak toss back over because then you, you're right. You get to be in the seat where you're evaluating, saying, like, yeah, I don't really want to play with you. This yeah. isn't a fair game or a fun game. Game. Like sometimes it's fun when you can teach somebody, but other times you want to play with somebody who's at your level. Yeah. So this, the sport goes on for a longer time. But that's interesting because I did – I wanted to talk about – I have it written down to talk about testing for another show, but I like that we're talking about it this show because um, I think it's a really big topic for a lot of guys because a lot of guys – get seriously offended um, by girls. Like, why are they testing me? So I had this one guy that I did. uh, He was on one of our boot camps. And he would say, I hate when women ask me what I do for a living. Why are they testing me like that? Why are they they money hungry, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, what if you think about it a different way? What if you think about it as you're a man in front of her and she's trying to figure out who you are? Or she's possibly nervous and that's the go-to question because that's the normal question that people typically ask. So I want to also, says a lot about who you are because if you've chosen to be a comedian you know oh instantly what this person may be like versus someone who chose to be a doctor yeah you know clearly idiot versus smart person but it does it it helps paint a picture of who you are so i would say like i love you know what joe was saying before like you want to welcome those questions but you also want to take it up that next notch absolutely and i when people ask me what i do i never tell them i'm a comedian what do you I, say? I, always, I make up something ridiculous and it gets like, I'll be, oh, I, I drive NASCAR. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. I drive NASCAR. And then you take it to the point where they finally are like, you really don't. No, you're right. Yeah. I'm an astronaut. Yeah. And then it's like, just start the whole thing over and you're flirting. And then finally, when I give it up, like, you know, 15 minutes in, like, oh, I do comedy. I I don't have to come out like saying you're a comedian's kind of lame. Yeah, it is. You know really what I mean? lame. It's, like, it's like saying showing a comedian. Yeah, yeah exactly. is even better. Yeah, yeah. If you can be funny versus right, just right. say you're a comedian. What if so after all of time, that she's like, yeah, you're not that funny. Yeah, <laughs> and that's always what they say. Yeah. That's like that's the go-to. Oh, really? You're not that funny. Well, it's like you're still here. We're, we've been doing this 20 minutes. Yeah. You know? I always do a lot of Seinfeld callbacks on the show, which I think annoys a lot of people, but um, <laughs> they always relate because actually in that show there's so much about dating, and I'm obsessed yeah. with Seinfeld. But it makes me think of that episode where um jerry's in the car with the like southern bell and um she sees his act and she doesn't think he's funny and he's like but you're a cashier and it's like you know men you know she doesn't like the she liked the fact that you know he did comedy but then she saw his act and then she judged him didn't like him anymore he didn't care either way she was a cashier it doesn't matter what her job was you know there's that kind of it makes it a little unfair yeah 
Yeah. A little bit. The the thing is, is that, you know, there are some women who are out there who are asking what you do because they do want to know how much money you make. But I would say that, that most of the women who are asking what you do, they're just trying to get a bigger picture of who you are and what you're about and whether or not you're going to hurt them in some way. I feel like it's also just kind of a go-to thing. Yeah. It's like, what what do you do? And then, you know, where are you from? What do you yeah, do? Where, where are you live? from? What do you do? And then, like, if you're on the date, like, oh, your brothers and sisters? Oh, what are your parents? You know, yeah. it's like all those standard things. And not everybody is creative enough to get outside the box was, of, like, their staple questions. Was this guy who was complaining about it, did he have a really good job or a really bad job? Because I feel like you're going to be on one extreme or the other. Right. Because you're going to either be annoyed that everyone wants to have your money or you're going to be annoyed that people are judging you because you have a you know you don't have a career goal. Well, I've had guys write into me who are unemployed and they get really frustrated with the question, what are you doing for a living? But I always say that's more of a frustration with yourself and right, your position. Exactly. And you have to figure out a way that you can confidently respond to that question. Uh, the guy that I'm talking about actually did have a lot of money. He had yeah. a really, really good job. Um, but he, he was highly insulted by it. Not that he had a history of women using him for money, but he didn't like the fact that women asked that and saw it as a negative test. That if he said um, that he did something that seemingly uh, would would make him appear as if he has less money, that they would stop talking to him. So he always wanted to hide what he did and he would get mad at women when they did ask that question. So just for people who are listening, it's not a negative question. that they're not. They're, women aren't, as I said in my Wing Girl Minute, women do not test you for sport, I, I believe. There may be a few women who are like, I'm going out with this guy tonight and I'm going to make sure that he answers question one. Yeah, there's there maybe. A, there's obviously going to be some women out there like that. To say there isn't is thinking that we live in a perfect world. Right. But if there weren't women out there like that, then that'd be like a weird perfect world. Like, (laughs) what are all these like goody two shoes doing? Exactly. Spice it up a little bit. But my point is, is that women don't test you for sport. They don't want you to fail. They don't, they're not setting you up so that you can fail. A lot of the time in relationships, when women seemingly test you, I hate the word test because I don't believe in it, but when they do seemingly test you, it, it really comes from a place of insecurity. So I know that there's certain times where I'm talking to my husband and we're having a conversation and something gets triggered for me. And then I ask another question. Um, that can either, you know, give me the perspective on him that I want, or it can possibly hurt our conversation. And I get tense about it. And, and he because gets I'm, tense because he has to know yeah. he's for answering sure. in the right way. He yeah. He's like, Oh God, I'm on the spot right now. Okay. So, um, I will say for men who are in relationships and also, you know, men who are not in relationships, because as Joe was saying, this is sort of, it goes hand in hand. You, you want to handle these questions with confidence and to remain unrattled because both of those questions, whether you're asking a guy who single or you ask a guy that you're in a relationship with, they come from an insecure place or a bantery place or an inquisitive place. They're not direct attacks on you. So the thing is, is that if you crumble when we ask our questions or we test, I'm putting air quotes up, um, then you are not the man for us in that moment, right. or you know, if you're just meeting for the first time, then you're not the man for us ever. You, you kind of do fail in their eyes because you can't keep up with them. You're not you're not boxing right. properly. And like I think there's a, the I think punch. there's a huge difference uh, in that when you're doing it with somebody and you're in a relationship with them, as compared to your, when you're meeting somebody for the first time. When you're in a relationship with somebody and they're testing you. You're kind of stuck there. I mean, obviously, you can get out of a relationship, but it's easier than walking away yeah. from somebody that you're. And so, if you're a guy or even a girl, and somebody's testing you out at the bar, or like, I, I mean, I, I do pretty good with girls, especially like out at the bar. Like, I think my my pickup game is pretty good. But I, I've certainly walked up to a girl, tried something, and she like, you know, <laughs> rolls her eyes and walks away. It's just that easy. If she didn't want to be there, she could just walk away. So if they're testing you in conversation. They're in that conversation. You actually have the upper hand. That just that they're still there. Testing yeah. in conversation is way more fun than testing in a relationship. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, actually, yeah. let's call it something else. Let's call it trying you out. It's right. like taking you for a test drive. It's right. saying like, if you drive the way that I, like, I like to drive. Yeah, yeah. Poking and prodding is probably. I was gonna, it's I was probably, gonna suggest that, yeah. but that's got a negative connotation too. No, but those are okay <laughs> as well. It's all of it saying that the whole point of interacting with people and dating, and it might sound judgmental, but you're you're trying to evaluate who you want to put your time yeah. into. Yeah. Sorry, guys, but your career is important. At the end, like yeah. that's really all this comes down to. Yeah, and the way that you respond is important. And now I'm making it feel like there's so much pressure to be put on you. But the thing is, is that if you own who you are, if you can, you know, banter the way that Joe's talking about, okay, whatever it is, that you you can have a higher success. So, rate. for example, there was. Was this YouTube video yes. of the homeless man. Yeah, let's play Did a little bit of the clip. It was on Facebook. No, oh, no. it was really funny. Since there's 8 million people in this city, if you're not getting laid, you're a fucking <laughs> asshole. I kind of agree. 
It's not like I forgot how to get pussy just because I fucking became homeless. <laughs> I like his shorts. Thank you. He's just getting it with the F-bomb. This is the homeless person of my dreams. What's your name? Of my nightmares. This is amazing. Like, it has 8 million people in it, so you could like, fuck a different girl like whenever you want. You're adorable. Like, I'm <laughs> definitely like, trying to chill with you. There's got to be the one pickup line that works better than everything else you say. It's not really pickup lines. It's more like I see opportunities and I capitalize on them. I'm actually a little oh, bit Czechoslovakian. Oh That's kind of Russian. Okay, let's stop this for Dude, a second. And like he's literally sitting in his own <laughs> urine when he's making <laughs> these statements at girls. It's hilarious. So he was saying that he's homeless two nights out of the week because he's sleeping with girls yeah. four to five nights Away out games, of the week. Playing road games. Right. He yeah. has four great outfits that he wears. Yeah. And he said... At Usually one point, white, the lighter jersey. He's like, right. when he's sleeping on the street, because he's wearing nice outfits, girls will like wake him up and say, oh, you passed out. Like, you, And he's like, no, <laughs> like I'm home. Like, I don't have to get home from being passed out. I'm actually home right now. But, okay, I wanted to use this video. God, what is wrong with me? It's the heat and everything. Okay, this video, um, I wanted to use it for our chapter today in the man's playbook. Are you horny to win? Are actually, you horny to win? I know. Oh no, what happened? They took to it out. It? I don't damn know. Damn it! Yeah. Damn it! But ah, it's just like a gay men's club song we have. Okay. There I we go. It. There baby. we go. I've so missed so it. So bad. So missed it. But this is really just a very short chapter that basically says if a homeless guy can do it, can get laid five nights out of the week, you should have no excuses. If if he, he can, owns it, you have to own whatever it is. It's you all are. about confidence. Yeah. And Absolutely. You can be confident and homeless. Because like, I'm. Yeah. Exactly. I'm looking at the picture of this guy right now. Um. And his, his, the expression on his face is very much like, if you want to talk to me, talk to me. If you don't, go. Yeah. go. You know? And, and I mean, I that is semi-attractive. It's attractive. For me personally, I, I would be like, disgusted by this guy. <laughs> but I mean, it works for some people. It does. It does. It, it's not going to attract the best quality people. Well, but it works. you don't know. Basically, what we're saying is you can get laid. Yeah, but it's, but don't be so certain that it doesn't attract quality people. I, okay, there's nothing... Well, I don't know if he also has his, you know, uh, give me money yeah, but you know sign that, like, with him <laughs> when he's picking them up. Because for for him, he's just a guy who is sitting on the street who's talking with girls. You don't know if they're quality women or not. Yeah, they're but people who are up for fun. Right. But it's just like so, so many women you hear talk about the first time you're going to see your boyfriend or that guy's apartment that you've been dating. Right. And it's like, there's no first time. But he's not talking about first times. He's not trying to have long-term relationships with Obviously, that's what I'm saying. I don't yeah. know. It just seems like a dead end. He's going to age poorly and... <laughs> Look at all these things. Getting all that sun on. living on the street. No, really. You know? Oh, God. But it does go into like his alcohol habits. Like he goes in to a liquor store and says, give me the cheapest thing you got. I'm just going to mix it with Gatorade anyway. So it doesn't matter. And then he drinks every day. He's like, once I, once I have my I think that's Gatorade. how he became homeless. Yes, exactly. <laughs> He's like, once I have my Gatorade, Basically, I can talk to anybody. don't aim for this, but it works so, for him. So, Well, okay. Yes. I'll put a different twist <laughs> on it. Aim for his confidence. Exactly. Yeah. Um, not for his life. Right, exactly. not for yeah. I'm not, we're not we're not saying like the Ask Win podcast is endorsing you know being homeless and just giving up everything and living on the street so that you can get laid. <laughs> it's saying that if this guy can do it, you have no excuses. I've thought about, like I've thought about doing a similar plan. Actually, I've thought I've had times where I was like, "Oh man, I I I got to get out of the relationship I'm in, but I don't have any place to go." And then I was like, "Well, <laughs> if I get a gym membership and a storage unit, you'll have and somewhere. I just pick right. up a girl every night, right?" I'm I'm all good. There like, you go. Seriously, and my rent my rent gets cut in you know into a tenth, and then uh, and I meet a lot of new people. Ex- and exactly, oh, yeah. and you see a lot of new apartments. In yeah, the city, exactly. Which would be fantastic. <laughs> um, how and long have you been in your shape. relationship? Yeah, exactly. And you're in great shape. Yeah. He's not saying you use the gym. gym. He's saying he <laughs> no. Yeah, I would shower there, keep my clothes in my locker. Smart. I don't work out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I Who wouldn't does? believe it for a Who second. Who does at the gym? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so how long have you been in your relationship? Um, two years. Two years. Yes. And you're itching to get out. Um, I'm always itching to get out of my relationships. <laughs> really? And um, I, I'm a serial monogamist and also a bit of a serial cheater, but not because I'm a dog and like need to have sex with random strangers. I just because I you're swing, a man and he's no. yeah a little bit. And I also like I te- I tend to cheat when I'm like this is wrapping. We're wrapping up this one. Let's uh, yeah. let's cheat with somebody who might be the next vine to swing to. <laughs> And um, <laughs> the next home to stay. Yeah, in. exactly. Um, but I, I feel like, you know, I'm, I was kind of a late bloomer. I went to an all boys school as a kid and I had mostly brothers. I had a sister, baby sister, but like I was never great at 
talking to girls and picking up girls and just didn't have confidence. And then, uh, now that I, you know, I perform and I've kind of grown into everything a little bit and you want to take advantage. Of yeah. That. I want to take advantage. Of it. Like yeah. I'm 35. Um, I thought you know. were younger. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I like to think I look younger, <laughs> but maybe my windows, you know, another good solid seven, eight years. Like I want to, I want to take advantage of it. So then why do you get into relationships? Um, at the same time, I, I like, you know, I like being with someone. I like, you know, when you have a connection with someone, it's, it's pretty selfish, but it's like, you're great and I'm great. We're great together. Let's be together. But then obviously it's like, well, that person's great too. Let's let me, you know, so it's like, it's tough. It's constantly a battle of, I don't love being single. I don't like going out every night and picking up like a different girl, but I do like finding you like new things. Yeah, I like I and I like falling for people and I like the excitement of, you know, the first five dates and the first, you know, yeah. time you stay over at somebody's place, all that stuff. So Yeah. yeah. Well can I ask a question and don't sure. be insulted because I'm not judging at all. Sure. Although I'm totally judging you. But why why do you cheat? Why do you choose to cheat instead of just having a conversation? Uh, with my significant other. Yeah. Um a conversation such as As time to move on. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I mean that that basically, I think it's as um, opposed to having a conversation about going to cheat. Like, yeah, I just you know, yeah, I'm just you know, like, I, in the next few I was months. like, oh, you guys are really good. <laughs> no. like, how do I do this? <laughs> what conversation do yeah. I have? No, the break. So I'm going out, and we're gonna, I'm going to have sex with somebody else. So I'll <laughs> yeah. be back at eight. Yeah. Um, I was like, this and is a great podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think it's just it, it's not um, it's not always as cut and dry as like oh, and this is over, and I'm going to go cheat. Like a lot of times. I feel like you know how much you care about the relationship you're in based on how much you're looking around and how much you're when you're out at a bar, if you're flirting and like a lot of times when I'm really happy in my relationship, it's a lot of like going out with my male friends and playing darts right, and you and, don't look. Yeah. And right. you don't look or you look a little bit, you know, a really hot girl walks in. You're like, okay, everybody can appreciate that. You guys are married, right, you have kids, penis. whatever. Yeah. Right. This is happening. But then when you feel yourself like, looking like hitting like, on girls, more going of a yearn. Yeah. That's when the yearning yeah. comes in. And then, and then all of a sudden I'm in to something else before I even went home for the night. You know what oh, I mean? Oh really? So it's, like, it happens that fast. Yeah. I'm, I move pretty quick. So I'm, it's not I'm like you have time to even have He's a He's an NASCAR driver. Remember? So as soon yeah. as that, yeah, exactly. right, I forgot. So as soon I only as, go left. <laughs> as soon as this does happen, do you go home and tell no, 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 no. Oh, so you stretch this out for as long as possible. No, not at all. No, at, at the same time, usually that's like, a, okay, you did bad. Now you, like, it's usually now you need to start reevaluating the relationship you're in. So that's your trigger. And that's start, your like, oh, yeah. well, now I start to start thinking whether or not I want to be yeah. with this girl. Yeah, and then let's reevaluate and let's come up with an exit strategy and that whole Okay. That whole and during this whole process, you're still being with other women while trying to figure out how to exit. I mean, it's been, you know, I've had a bunch of different relationships. They haven't all been exactly the same blueprint, but, right. um, you know, something like that. <laughs> really? Well, what, what would you think for the guys that are listening to this? What would you think would be a better exit strategy that is fair to your relationship yourself and to the girl that you're seeing? So she doesn't take that baggage from being cheated on into her next relationship. Well, I think that's the thing. So I believe, uh, you never you don't tell them. You never tell them yeah. you cheated. It's that's Except on a podcast. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> no, but you know, yeah, you never tell that person. Like I haven't cheated on all my girlfriends. If any of them are listening, <laughs> you might be the one. I yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, you never tell them that's for the guy saying that I cheated on you is for you. That's for your own guilt. Uh, saying the truth, which is this isn't working for me anymore. And I think it's time to break up is really why you cheated in the first place. It's kind of like what you don't know can't hurt you. Yeah. Kind of thing. And it's just, it's really just, it's, it's just for you and telling them is just hurting them. Like there's nothing about it that makes them, unless you're planning on staying or trying to make it work and saying, you know, I cheated on this person. But if you're because, leaving, there's no reason. Yeah. It's like, let's, yeah. yeah. You it, don't think that they know? No. Are they shocked when you break up with them? I, I mean, again, every relationship is different. I have been broken up with too. You know, I'm not always the, I'm not always the one who does the breaking up, but, um, but I usually know it's kind of like, I, when I've been broken up with, it's like I was going to break up with you too. Yeah. Like there's something happening yeah, here yeah. that we're, you know, it's not. This is fascinating. I actually have more questions. Um, when you get to that point where you are going to break up, what is it typically that you are not getting from the relationship, or what what's suddenly not working? 
I I love, you know, I think when I was uh, this is like te- the NPR of yeah. podcasting right now. I think when I was like, what I find interesting because it is interesting to to there there okay. So there's a I've been talking about this a lot even in my own coaching. This person wrote into me and said same thing. Serial monogamist. He dates them for three to five months and then he gets really bored and he moves on to the next relationship. And I said, well, what does it mean when you're in a relationship? Like de- define what it means. And he had all of these negative connotations yeah. towards being tied down and being yeah. latched on to. That's not how that's it gets not so, my angle. Yeah, I don't think but, it is for you either. Um, my relationships are usually significantly longer years uh a year or multiple years and it's typically i i think i just had this uh you get this romantic idea of what a relationship is supposed to be and and especially being a comedian being an artist like thinking that somebody's always going to support you a hundred percent of the time and you're always going to be there for them and it's just like we love each other so much that nothing matters except us and then that's the way it is in relationships, like right out of the gate. You're so in love and there's so much passion and, and you, you just want to be around each other all the time. And it's not realistic for that to continue forever. But for, for me, it's like sometimes that you runs want that out feeling and over, I want it all over, over again. Yeah. And let's do it all over again. Let's fall. Like when I go, I go hard and the girl is, and it, we're usually like in bed for two months and then it kind of fizzles out a little bit, but you know, it's still great. And then next thing you know, it's like, you know, you didn't do Pick this. You didn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you didn't the make the bed starts. and you didn't do that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, man. Yeah. You have a funny joke about the bed, making the bed or something. Yeah. I moved out here to, to LA with a girl I uh, didn't live with in New York. And, uh, we moved in together when we got out here and that was this whole, that was like a rude awakening, just like what it was like to live with a woman and her nagging. And she was, (laughs) she was, uh, she was a Latin girl and they're, they tend to be pretty clean and pretty fiery. So I tell it in my act, but she legitimately came in one time and was like, this is how you make a bed. She goes, take me through your thought process (laughs) when you were making this bed. I've like said that to my boyfriend before. And in my head, I'm already like, I have to find somebody to cheat over with. I can't wait till I go out tonight. (laughs) Interesting. I want to talk more about this. We're going to have you on for a second show. I I want to dive deeper into it because we have our guests here right now. Yeah. But – but yeah, thanks for being so honest. Just so, so you know, like this is a totally non-judgmental show. So, but thank you for yeah. being honest and being okay with answering those questions. Sure, no problem. I'm judgmental. Yeah. All right. Well, when we get back, we'll have um, the 30s ladies with us from the 20s versus 30s. Yes. And so we'll be right back. Yes. Hello. Hi, it's me, Ross Matthews, America's gay. Listen, I get it. Life is hard. Okay. We all struggle. Boyfriend problems, girlfriend problems, job problems, life problems, which TV show to watch. Honey, I get it. You need help. That's why I'm here. I'm the gay best friend you wish you had, and honey, you know you need. It's Straight Talk with me, Ross Matthews. This is tough love, honey, but it's worth it, like plucking or waxing. Get your weekly gay pep talk right here on podcastone.com. You're listening to the Ask Women Podcast, a Podcast One presentation. I could slap your face raw. Yeah, Ray, that's right. I could slap your face raw for making me restart over. All right, we're here with Liz. Um... Benham, am I saying that right? Sorry, I'm an asshole. No, I'm sorry. Oh my god, <laughs> Liz is not here. We're here with Marissa Madsen and Aaron Schwartz. Schwanitz. Schwanitz. It's okay. It's kill me it's now. Really hard. Yeah, hard. right. This is coming back to you. It's all. I wasn't prepared. Don't put me on the spot. <laughs> um, so, one. Aaron, hello, hi, hi, and nice to nice to thank see you. you. Thank you for coming. Thanks, so Jenny. nice of you to be here. Just thank kidding. you. Thank you. No, please, thank you. And Marissa, thank you for coming. Hi, thank you so much for having. Yes. Us. Okay. Cool. Now, now that we're going to do a real interview, um, so you guys started this really funny YouTube page called 20s versus 30s. You have two other partners that aren't here, Liz and Deanna, um, and they'll actually be joining us for the second show, but we want to hear your perspective on like your dating lives and why you guys started, you know, this YouTube page and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Aaron. Well, uh, like we were saying before, um, <laughs> we, uh, the other two that aren't here, uh, the 30s, they play the 30s, we play the 20s. Um, they kind of came up with this idea because they, uh, they hate going out. They hate getting ready to go out. Let's put it that way. So it just kind of sparked from there. And um, that's where, it, yeah, that's where it came from. How did you guys decide who's going to play the 30s and the 20s? Because I know if it, it was, I was involved, I'd be like a little trepidatious well, of the whole I think it was easy to choose because both of us are more like 
uh hap, let's go out bubbly like we're, we're more bit. bubbly and like we yeah and it was just it was just like well there's no discussion there like, <laughs> right, right. You're, you guys it's are obvious. gonna be yeah because you can have like a mental like mentally i'm 60 you know what i mean so it's like <laughs> you can really go off of yeah you're like you're the yeah. old fuddy duddies you can play the 30s yeah well can you can you explain um a little bit of the difference between women in their 20s and women in their 30s to the guys that are listening Marissa? absolutely i mean if you take any aspect, I think if you take dating or going out or just even, you know, body issues, yeah. uh, jobs, there's so much to cover just what changes in a decade. And that's yeah. what we kind of would constantly talk about just being women who basically we are 30. We've, we've been through the twenties and you know, it's hilarious to us. The the differences, I think, in everything, like early tw- when you're in your what early twenties. What are the twenties like then? Early twenties, so but what are they? They're outgoing. They're up for anything. They're naive. They, you know, don't really overthink anything. They have a million and one, you know, reasons to go out and everything. And then it's like, it's almost like when you get to your thirties, it's like there's that joke of like, what happened to us? Like, it's not that they're all fuddy duddies for sure. I mean, of course, we love. I mean, I'm I'm totally happy being in my 30s now and all of that. But I think the joke of why people just find it so relatable is that it's like, what happened to us? We used to want to go out, and now I I'm could not be happier to be in my sweatpants. Right, we'll do it with a glass of I wine. actually had this thought this morning. I'm 31, and I was laying in bed, and I was laying like this on my side, and I thought, no, I can't do that because I'm going to get chest wrinkles now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to lay oh, flat. Yeah. Oh, well, and, but I, that was a legitimate thought. That is a yeah, so concern now. But but that, yeah. yeah, and those are for sure different. I would say the same thing happens for a lot of guys as well. As you get older, you, you get more excited about like, you know, America's Got Talent being on and staying <laughs> home watching TV as opposed to like jello shots. But mm-hmm. deep underneath um, those things, there, there's other things in terms of dating, attraction, and interacting with other people of the opposite sex. What would you say uh, a woman in her 20s is looking for from dating? Versus a woman in her 30s. Well, I think the 20s are definitely more superficial just right off the bat. Yeah. Um, I think when you're in your 30s, you're really starting to assess everything that has to do with the future. And you kind of, I I don't know, I think you start not being duped so much and you start kind of not being so swayed by things that, oh, he's so beautiful or he's so funny. It's like, no, is he respecting me? Is so he, when, when did that start for yeah. you? I wanted, so when did when mm-hmm. did that shift happen for you where those things are important? Um, I think I was probably like twenty five or twenty six. Yeah. It wasn't very to me too. late. Yeah. I was actually yeah. I was in, even in my when I was twenty five. I was you know having the the thoughts like I'm kind of over clubbing. I'm over kind of doing all that stuff. But I, it's just you know. We want to make the the ge- de- generation yeah. gap bigger. That always, yeah. oh, for it's sure. It's always baffling to, to me though why people it. get married in their twenties. It's like I guess I always feel like I've always looked into the future no matter what. And so when you're in your twenties and you want to get married, you're you take it so seriously. Like this yeah. is who I love and I know it, and everything is very passionate in the moment. It's almost like when this is going to be a weird analogy, but like when a teenager like murders their parents because they won't let them date this guy. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. but that's, it's so like, dramatic. but it's a be all and end all at that point. Right. Yeah. And so I think you're still like that in your twenties. And once you're in your thirties, like everything's, it's more serious, but at the same time, it's a little more lax. Like you kind of get yeah. that this person, yes, like this person, like was you the love of your life for two years, but like they're gone. And it seems a little bit easier to take like right. the struggles. Yeah. Do, you, do you think that shift happens at, let's say 20s, 30s? Okay. Let's say it happens at 30s as opposed to 25, 26, but even though that's when it happened for me. Mm-hmm. Do you think it happens because at that point you're becoming more serious about what you want from that other person sitting across from you? Or is it because you see yourself differently? Uh, I, I mean, I definitely think it's like you, va- you start realizing your value a lot. Um, I think, like for me, it was, it was that I'd been dating, dating guys that didn't appreciate me or they were too immature to really get me or they were so self-involved. And so I think, uh, I think that's kind of the shift is like seeing your own value and then being like, who's going to step up to the plate and give me what, what I need. I made a very, uh, very conscious decision to (laughs) choose. Like when I was in my twenties, I, and you know, close to 30, <laughs> I, I, I just dated cause I wanted to date. I was having fun dating. It wasn't that I 
you know, couldn't find the right guy or that uh, I wasn't treating myself right, like I should be valued or anything. Like there were some great guys I dated in my 20s. I just wasn't ready to settle down. I had that idea that like, I want to have fun until I absolutely had to stop. Well, Joe, <laughs> like, Joe, not stop having fun. Just you know, get married and Joe here, who is our voice of man for the day. Um, he was talking earlier. <laughs> all right. men, yes, you all men, all men. All man. You have a all good men. man, like all man voice too. And an all man beard. That's a great yeah. beard. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> That's a full I, beard. We try to get the most masculine. Also, man when I'm not ever. here, I'm, I'm the voice of man, well, just on the streets. Do you have like a, a reverb on your voice, like oh. Yeah, you're hearing an effect that's yeah. coming through. That's impressive. But he was kind of saying that as well like in all of his relationships he's 35 uh break it to you ladies uh, yeah, sorry. He's, he's not he's not Too 25 old. um and i'm homeless but it's all yeah. good. <laughs> but like he's, he hot. still wants to have fun at this point still and he's trying to kind of like i don't know joe you can talk for yourself yeah. obviously but hang on to it as long as he can essentially mm-hmm. yeah. so i think men and women i know you know some women do want to settle down and they think it's over for them by this point but men still think they have it going so yeah. i think that's like one huge difference mm-hmm yeah, I mean, I think from – I can only speak for myself, but for, from my point and of view, men. it's like – Yeah, and all men. But it's uh, – at 35 as a man, I mean, I have a full head of hair. I'm, you know – Yeah. Uh, oh, you're I'm in prime. Shit. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like I'm looking for a girl in their 20s. Right. That mm-hmm. when I'm ready to settle down in a couple of years, we'll be in Matching. her – Yeah, exactly. But um, I know, obviously, women struggle with the, the opposite, which is like, oh, my God, the clock's running out and I have to whatever. And, and like those late 20 years, like, oh, yeah, I'm still having fun. But there's this, you know, voice in the back of your head that's like, get it now while I can. But, um, yeah, I think it's I think that's where the men and the, the man woman divide happens a lot is like. You have these men that are in their 30s and are looking a little older, have been a lawyer for 12 years, and they're like, oh, man, I got to just settle down, you know? Uh, whereas for me, I feel young at heart, and I feel like I could still do pretty well. So I'm, I'm, I'm holding on for a couple good more years. Yeah. But do you think that uh, men in their 30s see it more as settling down? Like, do they have a biological clock that's ticking? And they're like, oh, I got to find someone. I don't think it's... Or- I think for men, more than a biological clock, it's like social pressures. Like your parents, Definitely. you know, mm-hmm. want grandkids and your... Like, I certainly am not like, oh man, I really need to fill a lady with a child right now. <laughs> but, um, but do you think it takes the romance out of your pursuit for someone like why you go after certain people yeah i do i i like to you know when when i'm approaching a girl i like to think that she's the girl who's out there just having fun but i'm gonna be the and one then you that, cut it off yeah. and ruin it and then yeah and then, I, and then she's gonna be like until i met you and now all i want to do is have your children like that's mm-hmm. you know i'm looking to you want to be immediately take you out of that yeah ah like you like are that. you're 25 you're just looking to party you're just looking to have fun blah 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 and then you meet me yeah, and like, like ha oh, ha not for long yes exactly sweetheart you're gonna be staying home in the kitchen barefooted right, right. <laughs> do, you, do you think that it was an accurate statement that joe made I, about like women having that clock ticking oh uh, what, or what about the clock ticking? comment on? i was saying he is absolutely one type of guy like i right. that is for sure i've met so many guys like that that are in their 30s especially in the big cities that it's they don't want to settle down they're young at heart and that's a really key thing is like do you feel young do you feel young at heart do you want to keep doing all the stuff that you can and men just have that leisure more than women do because yes we have a biological clock also, that is I'm ticking s- i'm sorry to say this but a lot of men age really well like it's that silver-haired fox and they get sexier oh, yeah. and then as women start to kind of lose you know people perceive them in a different way yeah but i want to under- i want to explain to people who are listening i want to understand this biological clock a little bit more so like when you do go out and date now is that something that's like present on the date is it the third person that's dating with you that you think to yourself Okay, well, you know, this person has to be the one because if I'm one more week and I'm meeting somebody else, it's another week, week before I, I have a child. Like, mm. are, is that there? Like, almost like you're settling because your biological clock is going? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But, like, how present is it in your thoughts that. It's- it's very for me it's pretty present because i do have also social pressures and everything but also i want a baby like i want to have kids so i don't want to be you know 40 before i have my first kid and 
I don't know, there's risks involved and everything like that. I mean, a lot of people do it and it's perfect and wonderful, but it's just like, yeah, you're risking a lot. So how does it change your dating? I think you're more upfront right away. Like my boyfriend now, he, he was the one who was pretty much ready to date me. And I, and I also wanted to date, you know, I liked him. I just was like, wow, he's really, you know, ready to settle down. Yeah. He's ready. How old is he? He's He's 31. He just turned 32. But like, he's, yeah, he could easily. In LA, that's like a baby. It is. He could easily date for five more years and not like, you know, like you and not have to worry about like not really care. But he wants kids and he wants someone like near his age. He wants like, yeah, I guess he comes from that sort of a background. And I, we we just talked about it right away. Really? Really soon. Like, do you. How How long have you guys been dating? <clears throat> about eight months oh okay. yeah yeah and it was pretty early on like that we said you know we're we both want the same things so how was it good. said he pretty much just asked me straight up like do you want to have a family do you want to have like are you looking for a husband do you and i was like <laughs> well it's interesting <laughs> for a little you're, while i mean like, it's interesting that you're saying he asked that so we were talking about testing at the beginning of the show um and i was saying how a lot of men that i work with think that when women do ask certain questions that it is testing it, it, but it is it, it's, tr- it's trying out yeah. somebody I think that's a better way of putting it because it's saying here's what I want do you want the same thing or I want to know what you do for a living because I want to get to know you yeah. I want to see how you answer questions um, rather than you know people who think of it as testing and negatives and I love that your boyfriend was the first person to put it out there because he's saying you know we're going out but I don't want to be five dates in and realize that you want to take jello shots every single night and go out to clubs because that's not what yeah. I'm into right now. I yeah. want non-alcoholic jello shots though. Jello. Oh God, yeah. Just jello. Just jello. Yeah. Like, jello. <laughs> yeah, but no, but, yeah. That, but I, I like that. And then so did that, did that make you uncomfortable? It didn't because I really had a, I felt a connection with him right away. Like when we, you know, even when we met each other at the restaurant, I, I was like, Oh, there's chemistry. If there wasn't, it would be kind of weird. And like, yeah. but I think, you what should, do you want to do? He's do like, you want a family or like, have kids? I'm like yeah. you need to back off. But like, no, cause I felt it. And I think he knew that I felt this like connection and like, we just got along. And then it wasn't like, you know, it was later that night. It wasn't like the first thing he asked me, but like he, you know, we could, you could just read each other. Yeah. And like, you could tell that that's where the conversation was going into. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Do you feel so, like he went into, uh, do you feel like right off, like before he even met you that he was like that kind of guy who had already decided he wanted something serious? I think so he had already decided when he got on Tinder that <laughs> he was looking for something serious. Uh, the irony. Yes, no for one sure. ever except for your boy. Except for us. <laughs> so yeah. The only one he uses that way. On we met on Tinder. Okay. Wow. That is crazy. Fascinating to me. And he's super cute and he ha- has gray hair already and he's a silver fox already. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I want you to walk me through that experience a little bit before we get to overanalyze this. But I want to hear how, how did he get you on Tinder? Like what did, what what created that chemistry? Describe chemistry to the people that are listening. Um it's so hard to explain in like words, but it's just a feeling and I and I everyone knows this it's a feeling you have. It's you know, we there's judging. It was easy Somebody conversation. <laughs> it was judging? there's some judging there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, easy conversation, not um any awkwardness. Um even if there was, it was like I was comfortable being yeah. in silence. Well Joe yeah. was talking about at the beginning of the show about, you know, what he puts out there when he interacts with girls. He has like a few set things that he says. But basically what he's putting out there is he's saying, Can you play with me? Can you box with me? Can you play can with you my keep balls? Keep up with me. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Will you play be with my next girlfriend? That's the third question. Manly balls. <laughs> exactly. We didn't get to that third question. Exactly. No, but it, but that's where the chemistry is. And it doesn't have yeah. to be, you know, on the bantery level that Joe was talking about. It can be yeah. – it's really just saying, do you vibe with what I'm putting out there? And it, again, it doesn't have to be the comedic approach. It can be the poet's approach, the musician approach, the lawyer approach. But yeah. it's that those two the, those two minds meet and you feel like you're on exactly. an even uh, playing field. You're playing the same sport. Whether yes. it's golf or boxing or whatever. And it's now that I, I'm now that I think about it. All these balls you're talking about. All these balls I'm trying to juggle. It's horrible. <laughs> um, it, he did actually come in with, I think it, he maybe he didn't realize it, it was some, some tactic, but it was from like a writing standpoint because he started showing me all of this um, stuff that he had written and it's, it was funny. His rough no, no, no. Oh, sorry. No, this was on our first date. Oh, okay. Cool. No, but on... No, not, not, yeah, I guess on, on Tinder, he just, you know, I just, I just thought he was cute. 
Honestly, right. it was just like physical attraction. Yeah. yeah. And then, then he showed you his writing? And then he showed me his writing and like... And you're a writer. On your first funny. date. On our first he, date. He, he brought the He whipped it out. This He's got like a, like a vanilla file folder <laughs> yeah. that he brings to the date. He's being like, you better like these and children or we're not going to... He brought his portfolio or something? No, he just... It was on his phone. Like oh, he wrote okay, notes. Okay. You know, he like wrote right, it down. Right, right, right. Okay. It was cute. And it was so, funny. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Viva Drusher at all with the Real Housewives. Okay, never mind. I'm not going to reference it. <laughs> never we're mind. We're not giving credit we're to not, that No, show. we're not. No, our, we have all male listeners. I'm not bringing it up. Cougars. Okay. Oh, but they don't listen. Come on. She brought I don't watch no one. I mean. No one believed she was sick, oh, so she brought it. pictures of her um, X-rays to oh, like God. a dinner. And she's yeah. like, "Here, look at my X-rays," and it was really weird. So oh. I was thinking it was the same. Anyway, but I like that. Okay, so you connect. You connected <laughs> on that <laughs> level. You're a writer as well, and you're funny. Yeah, we we also con- exactly we connected on that level too. It wasn't just the chemistry. He like he came forward with something like maybe it would be jokes or like yeah, just the banter or something, but. With but putting up. yourself out there. Yeah, I, so what I'm hearing, and I think it's a really good point to express, is that when you are dating, especially you know later on past the age of 25 where it's not – I don't want to call it superficial because it's not really superficial under 25. It's just what you're into at no, that time. No, it is. It, no, but it's, it's not. Like when I was 20, 20, I wasn't thinking, this is so superficial of us. I only like you because you're cute. It's like what I was into at that time. I right. wanted somebody who was fun, who had a social life going on, who could tell me where to go and the cool things to do. That's what I was into. But later on down the road, when you are dating, you have to put out there what you're into. Share that. Express that and see if the other person can either respect it and think it's freaking cool and be intrigued by it or at least add on to it. But Marissa, would you say that you had like similar things in dating in terms of what you're attracted to and that chemistry that is created between you and a guy? Are are you talking about in my 20s or just chemistry? Are you are we talking about chemistry now? Yeah, chemistry now. Yeah, chemistry is is it's I feel like it's a really cliché thing to say, but it is a funny thing that's really difficult to describe. I think that's the one um, thing that doesn't change throughout mm-hmm. the course of your life. Right. I, I, when probably. you date when you're 16, there's chemistry. When yeah. you date when you're 45 or on like, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, ourtime.com, like you need chemistry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, without it, you can't get to even exploring all the things that go on in a relationship. Like right. if you're just sitting there staring at each right. other. Right. If it's no, flat. It's like, so we have sex now? Right. How does this work? <laughs> right. Like, right. Is it about that like, time? I don't like you in any other way. <laughs> like, no, but... wait. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. And but, I, I feel like, I, you know, you can't tell who you're going to have chemistry with. Like I'm, right. I'm often surprised and yeah. it doesn't have to do with what they look like. Not just like, are they attractive or not attractive? It's just it their body type or their sense of humor or whatever you, I feel like there's not necessarily tip offs, you know, or even like you, maybe if you see someone in a picture, like on Facebook and then you meet them in real life and you're like, ah, no, like that's not the sense I got from you. Right. Um, Have you ever been on a date with somebody um, where it's a first date where you thought you had chemistry with them when you met them the first time and then you go on the date and you enjoy each other, but that chemistry isn't there. Oh Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what what does it look like when the chemistry is there from you, like what you would put out there? Because I, I want to explain a lot of guys, guys think there is chemistry yeah, like, when oh, it isn't. We had fun. Mm-hmm. We had a good conversation. We laughed. Therefore, we like each other. Mm-hmm. And there's chemistry. It's a little Asperger's. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's like step one, step two, step three. But yeah, for women, yeah. there's a lot. There's like different. There's different levels. Mm-hmm. There, it's like oh, I can really enjoy you, but I don't feel that chemistry for you. So can you explain that? Okay, a little bit? when you say that right now, I what popped into my head was. Chemistry makes me like things about them that you could be like, oh, I love that messed up tooth in his mouth or like yeah. the way he laughs or um, I, I love that he collects model airplanes or oh, he walks like I could just watch him walk. Right. Like the way he, he wiggles or whatever. And then if you don't have... <laughs> I have that with my husband's so jaw. Like, cracks. I love it. <laughs> You love it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, do it again. Chew. You, you want to <laughs> listen to him chew. Yeah. You could listen mm-hmm. to him chew all day. Mm-hmm. And then with someone you don't have chemistry with, you're like, yeah, like he's like, like model, airplane, model airplanes. I like, think like, he might be yeah. <laughs> model <laughs> exactly. airplanes. What a nerd. Or like, ew, like he walks. Yeah, it makes weird. him endearing. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it's endearing. You just simply, there. it's, there's no, nothing pretentious about it. You simply... Everything that they are and have at, at the base level, into. you're into it, and you don't have to justify it. Like if you if you're on a really good first date, you don't have to be like, "Well, he was funny, um, so that's a plus." Like you, don't, it's not a decision that you have to make. So, what would it look like at the end of a date with a guy like you physically were into? 
and you had chemistry with what would it versus somebody like? you just like enjoyed and you're like, I could be friends with you. <sighs> it, it's hard. It's yeah. they're like little subtle yeah. things. You're still going to be polite at the very end. You want to make out with them. I think you yeah. get shyer. <laughs> I think something big is like being more shy or yeah. a little more bashful if you, if you were really into them. Or that just could come across as, as like scared. You're like, get away from me, man. <laughs> yeah. No, but I would say that that would be a sign of that there was chemistry there, that there's an eagerness, but there is like a little bit of playfulness. Like, you know, you're dropped off at the door and you're looking for your keys for five minutes because you mm-hmm. wanted to kiss you in some way. Yeah. But with, what else? It's, I know it, these are hard questions to answer. I'm putting you guys on the spot, but you know. Why don't what, you tell us, Marnie? Yeah. Well, no, I, I don't know. That's why I'm actually asking the question. Well, like, what uh, does it look like? Like, what does it look like to. To a guy? Because for a, a guy, guy after, he's like, wait a second, we had a really good time. Why does she not want to go on a second date? Why is she flaking now? Why is she avoiding me? Because for him, he's like, we did all the. I checked it all off of my checklist and we had all the things on there. And now she's not calling me back. Whereas. If you have chemistry, you would call back. You would want to see each other again. But so, do you think that he's misreading the signs? Like, do you think that he, because he likes you, that he's saying, like, he's misreading it as chemistry when it's really just a one-way attraction? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, I feel like if there's really chemistry and you're really in tune with that, then he'll be able to, to know. And I if, think the different chemistry that he's trying to <laughs> decipher between is the friendship chemistry and the flirting attraction chemistry. Mm-hmm. That's a, It's a really hard thing to see when you're on a date. I've had yeah. girlfriends who are like, I went on this great date last night. Do I want to see him again? Hell no. Yeah. I'm not attracted to him. But I had, an, I had a blast last night. And that can be extremely confusing for men because they went on a date they laughed and they shared co- common interests. And they with cried. Each other. That's why they. Didn't and they, they had great conversation, but there was there wasn't that zhuzh, whatever you the said. Zhuzh. It was. Yeah, zhuzh. there wasn't like but sexual zhuzhing. chemistry there. I just I just want right. to, and we may not have an answer today, but I want to try and paint a little bit more of a picture for guys who are listening, so they can well, help. Help. Themselves. I will say I I have had a, lo- a string of men who I'm friends with and really like genuinely as people and have not made any advances on them, but they take my friendship and my niceties as there's something between us and they have been trying to, you know, get to the next level and get in the pants. And (laughs) I'm, I keep getting shocked by it. And then I realize that it's because I'm, that's I like them as a person and they, and they're seeing this as a romantic uh, gesture. Right. And so I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Like it's, par- I mean, it's like, it's partly me. What am I giving off? But at the same time, like, can I say the C word on the radio? Yeah. yeah. I'm not being a cock tease. Oh, I thought you were going to say cunt. Damn it. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I can say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So that's I'll, just cock. Well, you can be both, but I'm not being a cock tease. I'm, I like them. I, I'm, they're my friend. Yeah. I will give you a hug. I will ask you how your day is. I don't, and then I don't see how there's that disconnect of a guy saying like, she is totally into me. Like, I feel like if I feel like there's a lack of perception there with men. I'm not saying women are easy to read, but I feel like when I like a guy, I'm giving you the eyes. I'm going to linger. I'm going to give you my phone number. I'm going to be direct about it. And I think guys get all excited about she's being nice to me. Oh my God. She's, she, I don't know. Well, so there, that's, no, no, that I was talked perfect. about this last episode. Yeah. There's a show called brain games on national geographic channel. Um, Nat geo for those of you who are Nat really geo. into it. Um, <laughs> the natty G, the natty G, mm-hmm. but they talk about, and I, again, I mentioned this before, but they talk about how women pick up, which is so obvious, but we pick up way more detail than men would. So when a man is looking at a woman and we, aren't giving eyes, that's something that they don't even really know goes on in in the first place Mm -hmm. because they're not in tune to detail. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I think if women maybe, um, if men can learn to be more in tune with details and actually think about those, like women um, see like seven shades of red, whereas men see three. Mm -hmm. So it's like physically in their brain, they're not seeing details. So I know Joe can't tell how gorgeous my eye makeup is today, (laughs) but you know, so I think I noticed I actually wanted to ask because I think even though I can't see as many shades of red, I feel like girls, I feel like I pick up on, on what a girl's giving off. It's very obvious to me. I know if I'm on a date immediately if a girl's in or if a girl's out. But so I guess here's my question for all of you guys since I have four, four women here. If you were, went on a first date a with a guy 
and there was chemistry. Is there any chance that you guys aren't having some sort of sexual contact at the end of that date, even if it's as simple as making out? Like, is there a is, chance that you're not going yeah. to? Is there of a course. chance that on the yeah. first date? It depends not? what your belief system is, right? Or, right. or like your rules for yourself. It right. Yeah. But now, so, I mean, there are women. If you, you really like a guy, you're on a first date, you're not even going to make out with him? That's like a second date it's kind not of a rule. I, it does not. No, it's no, not a rule I've, at all. No. I made out with my boyfriend on right. the first date. Right. Yeah. I, I, but you're saying, is it possible that you could walk away not having any physical for, contact for me, and still for me, Yes, yeah. because yeah. I am incredibly awkward and shy. So you could be like, I really like that guy. We have chemistry. Like, I kind of want to make out away. with him, but you wouldn't. Yeah, no, I yeah. was going to say the same That's thing. Like, if, you yeah. get, if you get shy and you're like, okay, I'm just going to hug you and go inside. Or if now. you don't make yeah. the move. Yeah, if you don't right. make the right. proper I mean, that's the thing. I always feel like, if I sense chemistry and we've had fun and the, the you know the conversation's been good and I drop you off like yeah I'm making a move and I've never I've never been basically shut out by someone and then said but like yeah we should definitely do this again like the people that I didn't make a move on or didn't end up making out with you just knew you never I was just like right come on yeah. and it wasn't like yeah. oh she's a cock tease or whatever it was. Didn't if we it. can spend two hours together and we're having a, a good time and she doesn't want to make out at the end, then there then, should be obviously sexual then this tension. Is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. there's not really the chemistry. But I said at the beginning kind of like jokingly, but it is a little Asperger's-y. So some guys literally just aren't perceptive and they, right. they kind of go by these rules and it's very robotic because they're either not comfortable or not aware. And so they have to actually be taught these signs. Right. Or they're not confident enough to actually go for the kiss as blatantly mm-hmm. as you would. Because you are mm-hmm. you are someone who goes after what they want. And mm-hmm. I, I admire that. I respect it. I think it's awesome. Um, but other people second guess it. They live in their heads um, and they create a disconnect between themselves and the person that they're possibly dating who they could have had great chemistry with. When, but when it comes to this part of, oh, we're supposed to kiss now what am I supposed to do how do I be bold they can scare themselves off which can be a turnoff for the girl or confusing for the girl if they did feel chemistry and vice versa on the other side it can be very frustrating for the man um, because he's not able to go after what he wants because he's not getting the right signs from a girl that he should be going in for the kiss so anyway there's a lot of confusion happening but to what to <laughs> what Marissa was talking about um, this this, uh, you know, the I'm not a cock block and how is he seeing that I want something more? It really just comes down to what the intention is for both people of why they're interacting with each other. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tell this quick story that we're going to finish because we're actually running over. So there was this guy that I was coaching. I think I told this, but I'm not sure. Uh, and he had said he was recently engaged. He broke off his engagement. The girl broke it off. He was heartbroken. He took six months to recover from the heartbreak. And then he was ready to date again. And this girl in his office, who he'd been flirting with on the regular, he decided one day, okay, now I'm into you because now I'm available and now I want to take you out and explore a relationship. So his way of expressing that to a girl, this girl was asking her for coffee. He literally just said, do you want to go for coffee later? And they'd been for coffee numerous times in that other phase of his life. But now for him, that coffee meant a lot more. It meant, do you want to date? Do you want me in the same way that I want you? And she said to him, when she heard, do you want to go for coffee? Oh, no, I'm just, I have to finish up my work. Um, I'm not going to be able to go for coffee for you today, with you today. And he said, oh, she rejected me. Mm. She doesn't want me the same way. And I was like, okay. And then he's like, then I asked her again. I you know, said, I'm going to go for coffee. Do you want to meet me up there later? And she didn't show up. So he took that as a double rejection. So I flipped it on him and I said, okay, I'm going to ask you for coffee and you tell me what you hear. And so I said, do you want to go for coffee with me? What do you hear me asking for? And he's like, you asked me for coffee. I was like, exactly. You asked for coffee. You didn't say, do you want to go on a date? Do you want to explore a relationship? Yeah. Do you want? It's, it's like the intention behind. So it's loaded depending on which side you're coming from. For you, you're like, I have a great friendship with this person. That's awesome. I care about you. I want to know how your day was. I want to hook you up with my friends. And he's thinking, all I want to do is see your boobs. Like that, that's mm-hmm, all that's yeah. going on for him. So every action that you do in his mind, is building up towards, oh, she possibly wants me as well, which leads to a lot of frustration and hate towards girls because they're like, you know, why did you do these things if you weren't into me? But really, it's his responsibility. And I think that's a good place to end this show on because I could go on about this for hours. But you guys have been fantastic. Thank you so much thank, for being thank so you. open and yeah, answering and us, our questions. And tell everyone oh, no. where they can watch um, your super funny YouTube videos that I loved. It's they are. On, I've shown them to lots of people. So our oh, cha- yeah. our YouTube channel is Twenties versus Thirties. Um, that's our web series, and our group is Those Girls Comedy. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. We're for Those Girls, the number four Those Girls, and we also have Twenty versus Thirty 
Twitter page as well. VS awesome. or versus? It's 20 VS30. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. And Joe, how do people find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter. They can be your next girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, you want to date this guy? Yeah. He's a man. Luckily, we have very few women listening. <laughs> Uh, men, I can help too. You know, that's I, true. I have girls that I, you know, can't go out with because I have a girlfriend. He does have a girlfriend. But, uh, oh, yeah. Good. But I'm always looking. I'm always, <laughs> yeah. you know, looking for another vine. Next, again. Next um, I'm on Twitter at Fix Your Life and uh, JoePrano.com if you wanted to come see comedy or something like that. Awesome. All right. Well, if you want to download new episodes of the Ask Win podcast, uh, go to iTunes and download- subscribe. Oh, and subscribe again. So you don't have to uh, manually do it, and the podcast will be there in your funnel. I know. She calls it a funnel. I don't even know why I say that. But anyway, go and subscribe to our podcast. New episodes come out every Thursday. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you so much for listening because you guys keep our show on the air. Uh, if you want to keep our show on the air, actually use our Amazon link. And apparently nobody uses it because we have not made any money. Well, we don't really talk about on it that this much. Thing. But we talk about it all the time. Yeah. Winggirlmethod.com slash Amazon. And actually, go buy my book on there. My book is called Get Inside Her, and you can actually find it at winggirlmethod.com slash Amazon. That's all we got for you. We will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to the Ask Women podcast. Go to podcastone.com next week for a brand new show.